And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's totally terrific, totally transforming, and totally triumphant Tuesday as we find unity from the Father through the Son, and by the Spirit, all for the glory of God Almighty. First, I once was super small, the size of a baby. That's because I was a baby. And perhaps in some things, I still am a baby. The Apostle Paul references this in the famous Bible chapter about love. It would likely be a better verse to share at weddings than the one we typically hear. Paul wrote, when I was a child, I talked like a child, I thought like a child, I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put ways of childhood behind me. One way to put away childish things and childish thinking is to eliminate the idea that there are things in our life that are too small or too baby-sized for God to care about. That thinking is childish. Next, he who dies with the most toys wins. Wins what? That person wins the biggest fool award because they can't take it with them. How about this one? But godliness with contentment is great gain, for we brought nothing into the world, and we can take nothing out of it. Nothing in and nothing out. Your birthday suit is the same when you enter and when you exit. The only treasure in heaven would be the treasures you laid up for the kingdom, and that's the only one that matters. And finally, Christian vitamins are essential. No, not some multi-level marketing scam, please. The first type of vitamin that a Christian needs to take is B1. <laughs> See, B1, like be a, be a Christian, be a Christian, B1. And then the following vitamin Christians need to take is the THX vitamin. Take this twice a day at a minimum, at the beginning and the end of every day. And then we will see that we are growing up to be healthy, spiritually wealthy, and wise. David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Three very good things. Politics, entertainment, and current events, personal revelations, spiritual observations, my life's insanities, and oive. So much more, so much more. Hey, we're asking you, what do you think? Now, you can email us during the show, and that's david at hemustincrease.org. David at hemustincrease.org. You can text us during the show. You do that, too. 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. Or you can call us during the show, 972-445-0770. So let me tell you something about that. I didn't get a chance to really, really push this home earlier in the show. But when you call 972-445-0770, you'll have a chance to say hi and to talk with Mighty Gabriel. 
And that, my friends, that that's like being wanted. <laughs> and then you will fly. Alrighty, now you might have something you want to share. You might have a praise report. You might have a prayer request. All of that is good. We want to give our opportunities to give people that chance. If you've got something that the Lord's working on in your life and it's just so fantastic and you know the Lord's working on it, then you want to share that with other people. If you got something going on and it is just really tough and, oh, man, I need some people to stand by me and to help me, then that is the time to take the advantage of this opportunity to, with your brothers and sisters in the Lord, to share that, to help one another bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. I don't care about your eschatology. I mean, it's important. I'm just not doing that in this show. The show after me, they will do eschatology. The show after that will answer very specific questions on anything you might have and do an excellent job of doing that. On this show, we're going to sit there and pat you on the back and smile and laugh and say, for a little while, you get a break. We are your recess. So you go to school and you had math and then you had history and then you had, uh, you know, social studies and then you had uh, lunch and you had recess. We're recess. Okay. That's how you got to think of it. It's quite simple. We're not a church. We're a fellowship. And we fellowship together through this uh, forum and we think it's great and we hope it's a blessing for you. We love doing it. Here is the couple of things that I want to throw in your direction and make sure you are aware of. Number one, we have a trivia question. You might have a trivia answer. That depends on you. Here it is, true or false, as a result of the fall in the garden, farming became hard work. As a result of the fall in the garden, farming became hard work. True or false, Genesis 3 would be the place that you want to go to get that answer. If you feel like you're feeling pretty good, I think we can do a call, so I'm pretty, I'm prepped for it. 972-445-0770 would be the number to call. 214-210-8483 would be the number to text. And then david at he must increase.org. That would be the email. I will remind you just one more time. I'm not going to do it a bazillion times, but tomorrow I'm going to be going to the doctor. Possibility we'll do a replay depending on how hard he pokes my ear. <laughs> I actually really like my doctor. He's really a great guy. Just, you know, you know, doctors, they don't pull punches, but they still like you. Okay. That's what he's like. So uh, looking forward to that. The few things I do want to catch you up on that are relatively important. All right. On the website, there is an opportunity. We've created a little form that if you want to get more information on how to get a website like the one we created or anything that you have in mind, we've set it up so that Joshua, my son, will create a website. He'll build it from scratch and will maintain it for you. Uh, it's $57 a month. There is no initial fee. There is no cancellation fee. There's nothing. If you've got a hobby if you've got a ministry, if you've got something that you want to try and get involved with, a business, it's a great opportunity to do it. And you already know he's going to do great work because if he doesn't, 
uh, I would help him meet Jesus in a close and personal way he never thought possible. So uh, therefore, you know, it's probably going to work out. And we're going to encourage him and bless him for that because he put a lot of time and effort into helping us get the site done. So we think that's awesome. Number two on the website, by the way, is encouraging posts. We're going to create this new thing. Uh, it's not a Facebook post. It's not a, uh, a, a what is it? Uh, a ramble post or this post or whatever. It's just posts on the website that will be encouraging faith-oriented posts. Then the last thing to remind you of and the thing that I want to do actually right now is I want to pray for the audience. I want to pray for courage for our audience because right now there's so much stuff swirling around in society that I really get that impression that Satan is trying to take advantage of people by having a little opening of fear in their lives. We've talked about that before. And uh, and so courage and discourage, when you are full of courage, you have this confidence, you have a greater sense of, of hope, a greater sense of faith. When you are discouraged, that is removed from you, and then fear has that opportunity to creep in, and I'm really trying to stand against fear, uh, not just for my own life, but for your lives. We do it together as, as brothers and sisters in the Lord. So let's just pray for everybody for courage in the Lord. Let's pray it together. Father, we come before you right now. We thank you and we praise you. I worship you, Lord. I just am, I'm just so overwhelmed by your kindness. You even allowing me to do this teach right now. That's just grace. Your grace has been upon all of us and we're so thankful for the for the things that you've done, for things that we don't even know that you've done for for us to protect us, to keep us and to help us. And Lord, you told Joshua to have courage. He told him that when he took over for Moses, a big job. And we need courage in this world that seems to be falling apart at the seams. We have, you know, we don't know what tomorrow will bring, but we can know you because you bring tomorrow. And instead of facing the future with some sense of fear or discouragement, fill our hearts full of a braveness and a boldness to believe you that you really do care, and that what you are working in our lives is in our best interests because you love us. Help us to receive it and to stand in it, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. All right, on the heels of that, we will do real quickly the trivia question again, and then I'm going to do this teach, which I think is super-duper fantastic. True or false, as a result of the fall in the garden, farming became hard work. If you think you know the answer, you can call 972-445-0770. You can text in 214-210-8483 or send an email, david, at he must increase.org. Luke chapter 12, verse 6 through 7, are not five sparrows sold for two pennies. And not one of them is forgotten before God. Why, even the hairs on your head are all numbered. Fear not, you are of more value than many sparrows. First and foremost, I would like to say for all the people that support PETA, go home. (laughs) PETA stands for People Eating Tasty Animals. All right, anyway, bottom line is this. Five sparrows for two pennies, okay? So a sparrow, listen to this, is not even worth a penny. Let's just be honest. Maybe 30 years ago, if you walked down the street and you saw a penny, you'd pick it up. But if you walk down the street now, depending on the street, and you see a penny, you don't, you're not quite as fast. 
to pick it. This is, we're talking about five sparrows for two pennies, which really tells you that it's two and a half sparrows per penny. Well, those things are worthless. But not one of them is forgotten before God. Because God doesn't see it that way. And then when Jesus says this, I know people are like, oh, he doesn't mean it. But if God's omniscient, then this has to be true. Why? Even the hairs on your head are all numbered. I've always wondered how that numbering system looked. So for some people that I know, that's got to go into the thousands of thousands. <laughs> for other people like myself who shave my head, uh, it's got to be a pretty low pretty low number and for the last 30 years deducting nothing but deducting deducting here's the bottom line who cares how many hairs i have god does i don't even care but god does i know but it's not important to me but it's important to god because it has to do with me and i'm important to god and that's the framework that Jesus is trying to communicate. Yes, you got things going on in your life right now. Yeah, you don't care. Yeah, so. But because it's your life, it's important to God because you are important to God. You think, well, I know, but then everything could be smoother. No, no, no. He doesn't say everything's going to be smooth. <laughs> see, that's not in the verse. Okay, see that? All right. What he says is that he will not forget you. There's nothing going on in your life that he doesn't know. He knows all the dumb things that you don't even think are important, which he doesn't consider dumb. You consider dumb. He still knows all of those things. He still loves you, and it's important to him because you are important to him. And I understand that there's been pain and frustration and there's moments where you look up at the sky and you go, really? Really? Okay, I get it. Me too. There's times it happens. But the word of God stands forever. In fact, my own logic or my own conscious ability to discern, that doesn't last forever. What I am now at 60, I wasn't at 40. What I was at 40, I wasn't at 20. And what I was at 20, I wasn't at 10. I keep changing. God is consistent. And you are important to him. And there's nothing, nothing in your life that is not important to him. Because you are important to him. Get that? All right. Trivia question. True or false? As a result of the fall, farming became hard work. And the answer is true. Genesis chapter 3, verse 17 through 19. Now we get from the fruit of the ground by the sweat of our brow. It's a little tougher now. Wouldn't have been that tough before. Oh, well, that's what sin does. It makes things tough. We'll take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business. 
but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at year-end indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax-deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously, or in Proverbs where it teaches that a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can, right here on KAAM. What is the David Spoon experience? Jonathan and David were closely knit, and David made a commitment to Jonathan, and Jonathan said, I, don't, I want you to make sure you're not going to take any kind of wrath or any kind of vengeance on my kids, on my family, on my uh, people, and David made that commitment. What I want you to get in 2 Samuel chapter 4, verse 4, is that Mephibosheth is an offspring of Jonathan, and he was crippled, or he was lame, he couldn't walk properly. He couldn't, you know, function properly. He was at a tremendous disadvantage. And I remember when the preacher in North Phoenix Baptist Church looked at his audience. And just to give you an idea how big this church was, it, it, the, the auditorium seated like about 5,000. So it's like huge, right? And he looked at, he looks around at everybody. And then he says this. He said, you are Mephibosheth. And I was thinking, what? What? And he goes, you. And he, you know, I'm thinking in my mind, but he's just he's preaching. And he's a, oh, was he just one of the best preachers? You are Mephibosheth. You are lame and unable to walk without help. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. We're getting ready for our next trivia question. I'm going to have Gabriel start it off by making the famous noise that we tell people. Go ahead and do that. That's your only hint, true or false, when harvesting, the Israelites were told to reap to the very edge of their fields. Is that true or false? The answer, by the way, is in Leviticus 19, if you're looking for an answer. If you think you know, 
you can call 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david at he must increase. Org. I would ask you guys to be in prayer for me. As I told you before about my ear, that's uh, something that's, you know, it's there. It's on the side of my head. Fortunately, I have two of them. One of them is not working. Uh, also, I would like prayer for ministry direction as Aunt Deb and Noel and I do some uh, discussing as is forthcoming. We're talking about ideas about expanding the ministry and what may be available there or whatever the case may be. Don't forget to check out the website. We would encourage you to do that. Uh, normally at this point I would do the uh, comedic part of it, but I just get the impression if I'm reading it right or maybe I'm not reading it right just to go into more of the teaching. And so I'd like to do that if you guys don't mind. If you just need a joke for the fun of it, um, I'll come up with one and tell it to you later. I could just tell you, you know, the, the famous one about the lady. All right, I'll tell you this one. <laughs> okay, wait. The lady who had the grandson. I'll tell you later. All right, here's the bottom line. Here's the teaching we're going to go into. It's called Toys Are Not the Key. And this is a very difficult teaching in our country because our country does not support this type of teaching. I, I just can't say it any different. doesn't mean our country is bad. Our country is the greatest country. We are so blessed to be born in this country. If you really, really don't like the country, leave. In our country, you can. You can make that decision and leave. In many countries, you cannot make that choice. You cannot make that decision. It's a wealthy nation. It's a wonderful nation. I still like what Billy Graham said. If, uh, if you're reading in the Bible and you read about the rich man and you live in America, that's you. You are the rich man. They're like, whoa, we have this, 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 this. People live in huts with mud floors. So, you know, put it in perspective. That would really help. In the meantime, here's something that Jesus said that's critical and in kind of flying in the face of our society. Luke chapter 12, verse 15. He said to them, take care and be on your guard against all covetousness. For one's life does not consist in the abundance of his possessions. Now, Jesus wasn't saying possessions in and of themselves are bad any more than money is bad. But it's the love of money that's bad, and it's the love of possessions that's bad, and it's when the possessions possess us. And if you don't think that's accurate, just think about you sleeping with a pillow. Well, everybody should have a pillow, Dave. There are not 7 billion pillows in the world. I think you should just know that. And so Jesus tells us to be on guard. And that phrase on guard is to think of a swordsman ready to fight. Why would we have to be ready to fight? Because this is a war that takes place between the left and right side of your ears. Speaking of ears, it's this thing that takes place on the Armageddon in between your, your left and right ear. You know, Armageddon is the warfare that's going to take place from an eschatological point of view. At the end, for all the good and all the evil, there's also a current day as uh, Armageddon going on in your daily life between your left and right, between your old and new self, the fight is for which kingdom is for whatever kingdom you decide for. That takes place every single day. 
And Jesus said, take care. Be on your guard against all covetousness. And you know covetousness, the best way to understand covetousness is just to think. You see something, you hear something, you see something, and you just say this. I want that. I want that. Guess what flies in the face of I want that? Psalm 23, verse 1. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. When the Lord truly is our shepherd, we don't have that going on. So Jesus says, be on guard. Think of a swordsman ready to fight. Covetous, I want this. I want what he has. I want what she has. I heard about this. I want that. That's what I want. And it's not like if you see a car and you go, oh, I really like that car. I'd like to get that kind of style car. I'd like to get a car similar. That's not the problem. The problem is when you see a car and you go, I want that car. It's like that's the bigger problem. It's not wrong to like something. It's wrong to let that like for that something possess you. Life is not about what we have. Okay? It doesn't he who dies with the most toys still dies. This is not, I'm not sure what that's let's, let's see. Well, he's got a boat and he's got a motorcycle and he's got four cars and he's got a swimming pool. And when he dies, none of that goes with him. <laughs> Zero. It's not like, I'm taking my swimming pool with me. No, you're not. And I'm saying this in the nicest way. We brought a birthday suit in. We take a birthday suit out. That's it. There's nothing else. Sorry. I mean, this is like, well, that's just, you know, that, that that's how it goes. You didn't bring anything into the world. You're not taking anything out of the world. That's what Paul said. That's what Jesus said. That's what the Old Testament says. It's like, eh, that's not, it's like just look at life. We just had a baby that was born on, what was it, Thursday? I think it was Thursday, right? Thursday, right? So Anna Elizabeth Schiller. Schiller. I always say Schiller. Schiller. Guess what she brought in? Nothing. Guess what she'll do while she's here? So she'll cause quite a, quite a stir. <laughs> she's already causing quite a stir. Guess what? When she exits, what will happen? She'll bring nothing. It's not what we have. That has that's no that's not it at all. It's whose we are, not what we have. And if the Lord is our shepherd, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. We it's like God's oh, cool. I'm good. I'm good. Think that way. Say that way. Talk about it that way. It's whose you are. Do you know that your dad is is like is like. The center of all existence. Now, isn't that cool? Isn't that better than, I've got to have a boat. <laughs> so, you'd rather have a boat than have a dad that's at the center of all existence. Okie dokie, true or false, when harvesting, the Israelites were told to, the re to reap to the very edge of their fields, and the answer to that is false. They were actually told not to do that so that they could leave extra for poor people that poor people might be able to follow up and have food. That's the way that God wants us to think about it, not to possess everything to the unth but to share with that which what we have with all others. Okay? All right, we'll take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Who knows when a broken heart will mend? 
there it's amazing jennifer and i am helping out the david spoon experience as you may know i basically run the kwam radio station amazing and dr dave is looking for a few good people to join and become representatives ambassadors and stewards of this here radio ministry now you may be thinking well i'd love to get involved but i'm not very qualified for ministerial positions Well, the truth is that because you are a child of our Heavenly Father, that you trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, and you seek to live by the power of the Holy Spirit, you have all you need to be a part of this ministry. But Jennifer, don't I need to be perfect? (laughs) No. Just go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Click on the three lines at the top right of the website, and then click on the Ambassadors Initiative link. Just fill out the form and we will reach out to you. But sorry, no parking tickets will be paid for you as an ambassador through this position. You are on your own with that. The David Spoon Experience. You should see Gabriel because he's he's just running everything. He has to run to this thing, run to this thing. It's great to see it because I just love that the Lord's bringing him in this way. Uh, Somebody ready to answer the trivia question? Yes, they are. So we're going to have them uh, come forward, send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hello, Dr. Spade. This is Deborah. Hi, Deborah. <laughs> Take two aspirin and call me in the morning. Anyway. <laughs> All right. I hope you're getting a kick out of the show today. This is a fun one today. <laughs> All right. You ready? All right. Here you, this, this is a good one. Which of David's wives? was described as very beautiful to look upon. Um, I believe it was Bathsheba. That is correct! You are right! Second Samuel chapter 11, verse 2. That's exactly what it says. Excellent job. By the way, how you doing, Deborah? How are things going for you? I'm good, thank you. I'm doing a lot better, and, you know, things are going well. Good. I'm glad to hear that. I want everybody to keep praying for Deborah. Don't stop praying for the audience. One of the things I came up to with today when I was praying is everybody should be praying that the Lord would just help one another. Help help the people. Help the people. Lord. Yes, help the people. I, I do pray that, and I do pray for the audience all the time. So. I, I love it, and I love that you do that, and I love that you call in. And like I said, you are the best guesser we have ever had. So <laughs> excellent job. You know, I always thought it was funny that David saw her bathing and her name was Bathsheba. I just thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> That's so funny. I didn't even catch that. That's funny. He saw her bathing. Her name is Bathsheba. There you go. <laughs> I'm using All that. Right. Well, y'all have a good day. God All bless. Right. Thanks. God bless. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the Truth Station here in Texas. That's KAAMAN 770, the Truth Station here in Texas. Getting ready for our next trivia question. I can't remember if I told everybody this yesterday or not. So uh, on Monday or on Sunday night, I gave Jen Jennifer 41 new 
fills plus 20 new sounds. So in the last month, I've given her, let's see, 40, 50, so 70 new fills and like 100 and, and like 40 total new sounds. So it's like 110. This is a lot of new stuff coming. That's all I can tell you. Uh, here is a tougher trivia question, as it should be. The third question is usually the hardest question of the day. Uh, the third one in this hour. Uh, in the account of creation, what day did God make all the plants and trees? Okay. This, 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 this. It's got to be one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. <laughs> so you got a one in seven shot. What day did God make the plants and the trees? If you think you know the answer, you can call in 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. Two quick, quick, quick reminders, and then we'll send you up to the website. Uh, one, going to the doctor tomorrow for my ear as I'm doing this whole thing on the other side of my head, as Gabriel can attest. And uh, it's just so weird. It's like weird. It's like being in like uh, it's like being in like a can because it just sounds so different. I'm so used to doing it. So for nine and a half years or almost ten years, I've done it the other way. So it's like wow, that's weird. And then uh, the second thing, so we will be going up to Tennessee in the end of September to pick up. Addie Bug and Isaiah Anthony, so uh, I'm just telling you that ahead of time because the scheduling and the shows and everything will be kind of like subject to uh, us being able to help out and help with the kids. Just be aware of that. And then, so if, if there is, by the way, a replay tomorrow, it's not the end of the world. It's just hopefully the end of this ear uh, infection or whatever it is that's going on. In the meantime, I want to send you up to the website. Bottom line, simple, really, really keep it easy. Money is very helpful to keep the ministry going. <laughs> Go to he must increase.org. Prayer request? He must increase.org. Praise report? He must increase.org. Looking to give to this ministry? He must increase.org. Confused by what's happening right now? He must increase.org. He must increase.org. Somebody getting hit in the face with a pie. That's what I'll give that one. Uh, we are going to do our uh, history, by the way. Uh, and before we do that, just a quick redo on the trivia question. It's a tough one. In the account of creation, what day did God make all the plants and trees? You got a one out of seven opportunity to getting that right. If you want to, you can reach out to us, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483 or send an email, david at he must increase.org. Let's go ahead and play our history. Let's go All right, so on this day, there's a couple of these that I understand and a couple of these I don't understand. So it's National Sponge Cake Day. I have no problem with that. Sounds like a winner to me. Sponge cake, I like that. It's National Buttered Corn Day. Oh, yeah. If I'm eating corn, you know, people are like, well, butter's bad for you. Well, if I'm going to live three days less and enjoy 80 full years versus living three days more and have a miserable 80 years, I think I can figure that one out. Give me the butter. Give me the butter. It's butter. I love butter. It's a Daffodil Day. Got nothing to say on that. National Cheap Flight Day. 
Isn't that almost every plane ride now? <laughs> it's like a cheap flight, isn't it? Peanuts? Hey, give me five bucks, I'll give you peanuts. What? They used to do those free. And then it's Cuban Sandwich Day, which I don't know what that is. What's a Cuban sandwich? I don't know. We're not talking about Mark Cuban. It's like Cuban sandwich. What is that? I don't know. All right. Sounds good. I just don't know what it is. Uh, let's see. On this day in 1859, the first hotel passenger elevator was installed and completed at a Fifth Avenue hotel in New York. Uh, in 1977, the first man-made Man-powered flight, not engine-powered, man-powered, went, went at least one mile. Uh, and <laughs> this is so good. In 1984, Reaganomics, United States President Ronald Reagan on liberals. You know, we could say they spend money like drunken sailors, but that would be unfair to drunken sailors. <laughs> That's hilarious. And then uh, finally in 1990, East and West Germany announced that they would unite. There you go. That's the history. All right. Last on the trivia question, then we'll get into the teach. Quite simply, uh, in, in the account of creation, on what day did, that, did God make all the plants and the trees? If you think you know, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483 or send an email, David, at he must increase. Dot org. So I want to talk to you about vitamins. Oh, no, not multi-level marketing vitamin-y kind of stuff. Come on. First of all, Christian vitamins. The first vitamin you should take is what? What's the first vitamin you should take as a Christian? B1. You should be a Christian. You should be one, right? That's pretty obvious. Here's First Chronicles 23, 27 through 30. says this, For according to the last words of David, the Levites, 20 years old or more, were to be counted. But their duty will be to assist the sons of Aaron with the service of the Lord's temple, being responsible for the courts and the chambers, the purification of all the holy things, the work of the service of God's temple, as well as the rose of the bread of presence, the fine flour for grain offering, the wafers of unleavened bread, the baking, the mixing, and all the measurements of volume and length. Get this. Here it is. They are also to stand every morning to give thanks and praise the Lord, and likewise in the evening. So in Chronicles, there is a listing. So you know it's Chronicles. They're chronologically you know, putting things together, making a list of things that are supposed to take place. And I want to tell you about this vitamin that you and I need to be taking. It's this vitamin called THX. Now, what is THX? Have you ever texted anybody and wrote THX? What does that stand for? Thanks, right? That's the other vitamin. B1 is the first thing you should be taking as a Christian. And THX is the other vitamin you need to take. And how often do you need to take this vitamin? Twice a day. <laughs> what? They're to stand every morning to give thanks and to praise the Lord, and then likewise in the evening. You take one in the morning and one in the evening. What does that mean? That means that every morning and every evening we give thanks. In Ephesians chapter 5, verse 20, it teaches us to give thanks for all things. In 1 Thessalonians 5, 18, and everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Just break down that passage. In everything give thanks for this is the will of God 
in Christ Jesus concerning you. So you, I want to find the will of God. We'll start being thankful. That's the place to start. I want the specific will of God. We'll do the general will of God, and then you'll know what the specific will of God is. I mean, if you're not going to do the general thing that he makes plain, what do you want him to share something with you that's special? You won't even do the things that are as plain as the nose on your face. Every morning and every evening, give thanks. Like, no. <laughs> no. How can we do that? I don't know. Do all things work together for good? Does God have your best interests in mind? Do you trust him? Do you trust the quality of God? Do you believe that he sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for your sins in order to redeem you? Do you have confidence that his testimony about you is true? Then what? He starts there and then stops? Oh, yeah. Sent my son and, you know, he died for you. Now that that's done, yeah, I'll give you leftovers. <laughs> what? And so every morning and every evening, you think, well, I don't know if I can be thankful, you know, on a, on a continued basis. Nobody's telling you to act like a lunatic and just go, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. But you should be thankful that God gave you the day and that he's given you the evening. And you should be appreciative of the time he's given you. He owes you nothing. He doesn't owe you time. So the idea is to start and to stop, or to start and to finish with having a thankful heart. People are like, well, I just feel that that's excessive. Do you think that God thinks it's excessive for you and I to genuinely be thankful in the morning and in the evening for him? Do you think he thinks that's excessive? I think American Christianity, or let me even rephrase that, 21st century Christianity doesn't think that's cool, but God thinks it's cool. Get that? Well, that's a, that's a big difference. Yeah, that's who you're trying to uh, work with here. Get it? All right. All right. Uh, in answer to the trivia, the trivia question, uh, the, I mean, what, uh, on the count of creation, what day did God make all the plants of the trees? That'd be day number three. Day number three. We'll take our break and come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the true station here in Texas. Short break. Don't go anywhere. When confronted by the unimaginable, look at how some of the Bible heroes responded. Abraham's wife, Sarah, laughed when the Lord promised her a son in old age. Why did Sarah laugh? Is anything too hard for the Lord? The Lord answered. That's Genesis 18:13. Zechariah, priest in the temple, asked, How can I be sure of this to Gabriel? I am Gabriel, the angel answered. I stand in the presence of God and have been sent to speak to you and tell you this good news. 
Luke, this is out of Luke 119. In other words, God was saying, God can do this. Mary exclaimed, how are you going to do this? When Gabriel brought her that great news of her son that she would bear, the angel assured her, nothing, with God, nothing will be impossible. Luke 137, the disciples questioned Jesus, and he answered them, with men this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. Matthew 19, 26. The Lord reminded the prophet Jeremiah, Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is anything too hard for me? Jeremiah 32, 27. If God be for us, who can be against us? Romans 8, 31. Praise to him who is able, listen, this is Ephesians 3, 20. Praise to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. Finally, when life just seems impossible, we can memorize and believe and agree with the Apostle Paul's conclusion of all his personal struggles. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, which is in Philippians 4.13. Darkness comes. This is from John Piper, this, this next statement. Darkness comes. In the middle of it, the future looks blank. But with God, nothing is impossible. He has more ropes and ladders and tunnels out of pits than you can ever conceive of. So wait and pray without ceasing and hope. I think that this kind of thought process, it's not name it and claim it. It's just believing that God is the God that can do anything is applicable for his kids to operate in when their situation seems impossible that we deal in the truth of the possible that God brings. Welcome back to the... David Spoon Experience, thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMN 770, the truth station here in Texas. We're going to give you our last trivia question. Uh, I'm going to give a very bizarre hint that goes with it. So please, if you're easily offended, turn the radio station off. Uh, here is the question. Houses were lit by lamp light back in the day. What was the most common oil used for that? And the hint is shaken, not stirred. Let's see if you can figure out that hint. Shaken, not stirred. Uh, what was the oil that was used for the lamp light? Yeah, think about that. I've given you a lot of things to really consider. If you think you know the answer, is 972-445-0770. Also, uh, you can text in uh, 214-210-8483. Additionally, you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. You see, so having the, the, the earpiece on the other ear, I can't do my voices. <laughs> No way. I just can't pull it. I just can't, you know. Uh, you just got to think, okay, what kind of oil? And then what What I was trying to get, Ab, what? There you go. Deb got it. <laughs> well, well, okay, what goes in there? <laughs> okay. What goes in there? There it is. Joanne got it. 
That's right. I give you the best I can. In the meantime, you know, Eric's, Eric reminded me of a joke. I probably should have told this joke, right? Yeah. This lady at the beach, the grandmother at the beach. You heard this joke? She has her grandson. She's sitting there with her grandson in his nice little suit. Mm-hmm. Boom. A wave comes in, takes the grandson, sucks him into the ocean. She looks up to God. She goes, come on. I have my grandson with me. You got to bring him back because if you don't bring him back, you know, it's going to have my, my kids will kill me. I need my grandson. Bring him back. Bring him back right now, please, please. The wave kind of goes, spits it out. The kid comes bumping up all the way up to her leg. He looks at the kid. She looks at the kid. She looks at the waves. She looks at God. She looks at the kid. She goes, he had a hat. <laughs> see, see, that's just one. <laughs> he had a hat. Okay. Uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 3. Here's what Paul said. This is a big deal to me. This is one of my big, big passages that, you know, kind of guided uh, part of my life in, into devotion. 2 Corinthians 11.3. I'm afraid as the serpent deceived Eve by his craftiness, your minds will be led astray from the simplicity and purity of devotion to Christ. Oof. Right? Oof. In 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 5, Paul talks about the warfare uh, uh, being in our thoughts and you know, casting down imaginations and arguments and reasonings. Here Paul says, and people are like, well, no, Satan doesn't have this kind of access. Listen to what the text says. Don't try and invent something as a protective mode that doesn't exist. He says, I am afraid as Satan deceived Eve by his craftiness, your minds will be led astray. What does that mean? That means that Satan leads people down the wrong path. Now, now that you're a Christian, can he lead you? Can he lead you out of being not being a Christian? No, not if you're a genuine Christian. Can he lead you into sin? Sure, if you say yes. Can he lead you away from the simplicity of devotion? Sure, that's what the text is talking about. That we can be so quickly removed from the simplicity and purity of devotion to Christ that great complexities come into play or great theological wisdoms come into play. And the bottom line is, hey, you know what? Don't be removed from the simplicity of this. God gave us this incredible gift, eternal life through Jesus Christ. All right? Romans 3.23, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Romans 6.23, the wages of sin is death. We, we sin, we fall short of the glory of God. The result of that penalty of that is death. Romans 6.23b, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Romans 5.8, for God, so, God showed his love to us while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And the response should be, if you declare with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Verse uh, Romans 10, 13, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. That's the simplicity. Now, you know what we do? You get these, uh, you, Jesus' summation, does a summation of the 10 command, of the, not the, the 619 laws, sums them up into love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind, love your neighbors, you love yourself, and then you get to church, and the church adds another 10 commandments. Well, you're like, oh, wait, I thought this was all about, I believe it is. And it's easy to see how people can be removed from the simplicity and the purity of devotion to Christ. Trying to make things complex and confusing. Hey, you know what? You know that expression? You know that acronym, KISS? You ever heard that acronym? Keep it simple, stupid? That's, that's, and I'm not calling you stupid. I'm saying we are the ones that fall into this. 
we fall into this. And Paul's like, I'm kind of concerned, you know. Just like Eve was led astray, I'm concerned that you'll be led astray. He's not trying to be – I'm not insulting you when I use that kiss. I use it for me too. I make my own faith complex. Because why? Because I'm not brilliant. That's why. And we make it complex. You know what? God loves you and sent Jesus Christ to die for you. You said yes. You're in the family You've repented, you've surrendered, you've acknowledged. If you've done the proper things, you've done it to present that publicly in a baptism format. Sure. But you said yes to God's call. You surrendered. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That's what it says. Whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord. You can't get there by calling. That's exactly what it says. And you've called, and that's that. Okay, but now that I'm a Christian, what can I add into this? That is what the entire book of Galatians fights against. Adding into your salvation. Keep it simplified. God loves you. He loved you. He will always love you. So it's past, present, and future tense. He sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die for you. You surrendered. You said yes. You call upon the name of the Lord. You speak with your mouth what you believe in your heart. Confession is made into salvation. Boom, you're saved. Now you don't add anything to that. The gospel saves you, and the gospel keeps you. You see what I'm saying? Don't make it more complex. And Paul's like, I'm kind of concerned that you guys are going to just like add to stuff. It's like, don't. Keep it straightforward. Keep it simple. The enemy works against us to make it complex. For some people, he's trying to keep them away from Jesus. For those of us who are in Jesus Christ, he wants to just gum up the works to make our lives complex and confusing. And he works in sneaky ways. But we need to stand firm in the simplicity and the purity of our devotion to Jesus. I believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross for my sins. John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whosoever should believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Got it. Don't give me a and. I don't want to hear that. That's it. That's the gospel in a verse. Don't tell. And. Don't and me. Don't and me. That's funny. Okay. You know, I mean, look, I like the sports short and one. I just don't like it added to the gospel. That's all I'm saying. And we need to be aware that the enemy tries to do that. It's not God that's adding to our list. But how does the enemy try to add to our list? Oh, in the name of religiosity. Trying to make something that don't. It's the gospel. It's good news. You say, yes, receive it. Thank you. Surrender to it. Repent for your sins. Change direction. Give your heart to the Lord. But don't add to it. Stand in it. And that's the graciousness of God. That's the goodness of God. So when Paul was, I'm afraid, as the serpent deceived Eve by his craftiness, it wasn't like Eve was an unbeliever. Your minds will be led astray. Don't let Satan lead your mind astray. You know what the best way to keep people from being led astray is? How did Jesus have with his encounter with Satan? How did he handle it? Quoted scripture. Quoted Deuteronomy, in fact. Knew what had to be. Just like the old, just like the new. 
If you know the word, you're in the word, and the enemy comes to deceive us and to, to lead us astray, we can stand firm in the simplicity of the truth. We don't have to be led astray. We allow it. We don't have to. That's a big difference. Okay. Uh, houses were lit by lamp. What oil was used? The hint was not that good. Eh, I did the best I could. I was trying to do the Sean Connery shaken, not stirred thing. Olive oil. I guess I should have done Popeye. That's right. That was bad. I should have done. Uh, that's right. All you Popeye people were much, much better. Better than me. Good job. Uh, olive oil. That was the answer. All right, we'll take our break uh, for the day and see what tomorrow brings. You've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. 22 and a half hour break. Then there'll be more. We hope it's live. Talk to you then. Can't stand the skill, can't stand the shame. It may be false, but it feels the same. So I punish myself, I go down to the jail of my soul.